User experience is one of the most important things in today's day and age. And I believe that everyone and anyone should learn about how they can track different users, how they can observe their consumers. And as a brand to grow, I think this is a very important part as a business strategy and as a decision-making strategy that I think they should have. So in the next podcast of Growth Stories, we have Anaska from Who-Centric Design who is speaking and giving some insights about uh, user experience, user interface, and everything that goes inside it from a coffee brand's perspective. But more than anything else, the same objectives or same principles could be used for any brand. This episode has been recorded in Manicpot Studios. Our sound engineer is Shretewari. This episode is produced by Vedan Nayak and myself. So listen to this whole episode and if you like it, share it with your friends because it just feels good. So hi Aneska, thank you for coming on the episode. Hi Adi, thanks for having me. Perfect. How would you introduce yourself? Um, my name is Aneska and I'm sure most of you all haven't heard the name. But yeah, I I run a UX design studio called um, U-Centric, which essentially stands for Human-Centered um, Designs. And what we do is we try to combine um, the business owner's perspective um, and look at their uh, business offerings, your apps and your products more from a user's perspective, like what are the user's needs, what are their motivations, what are their um, what are the challenges that they're facing and how you can take that input and make your business better. And um, yeah, that's essentially what we do. We do a lot of research in terms of um, conducting user interviews and getting your user's voice out and producing tangible um, sort of like outputs of it to give the business owners an idea of about these XYZ things are the things that you need to do and this is what your users are expecting out of you. Okay. And um, you mentioned about uh, user experience and uh, because obviously a lot of people right now in the day and age know about UI UX. I mean, these are the short firms or cool terms that has uh, a lot of SEO on Google. Uh, But I want you to maybe break down what does UI and UX mean. So I'll start with UX. Mm -hmm. Um, UX essentially is not a digital term. So it's a term that applies to offline and online scenarios both. Mm -hmm. It's essentially the user's experience, the customer's experience on all touch points that you have in your business. So whether, um, so it is basically from inception, from the day they find out or they hear about you to the day they become your customer and then they're repeating customers as well. So it's, it's the general experience that happens outside of your store, inside of your store. If you have a website, how they interact with your website and how they interact with your apps. So the general experience of even buying a coffee, say, at your cafe or um, like, you know, buying your packed coffees and stuff like that that people sell, the cold brews and stuff like that. So the awareness, the general customer experience in the store and on the app. But UI is more of a digital term. So if you do have a, um online presence in the sense of a website or you've collaborated with someone to sort of like sell on Amazon and stuff like that, again, Amazon is something that you're, you're not in control of in terms of the UI. But if you have your own website or your own app, then how do you make that more user friendly and more usable? And how do you make it look good enough and function well enough so that your users are um, happy and they're like, it's a user friendly application to be very simple. Okay. And how would you say what is UI? So UI is the interface of the app or the website, right? That you own or or you run. And Uh what comes under UI is how you can simplify the way the user interacts with your app and make it more user-friendly and usable. Okay. And um, so I I did understood both the terms and just to make it simple for the audience, uh, can we like stick it with examples in the coffee world like i mean cafes coffee websites or maybe you have been going to a lot of cafes maybe for work okay right so why is user experience important for any brand um one it is because it 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 becomes an essential part of who you are as a brand so um say for example a cafe cafe x right Mm -hmm. you any cafe that exists today has some sort of specialty that they bring to the table why are they different from other cafes right apart from that what 
where you can stand out is where you like you know um say you have a distinct you have very great customer service or say you know that everybody in your like your regular customer base um prefers to order coffee or they prefer to have a subscription of coffee they don't want to like you know um run out of coffee ever so you've had an app or you run a service through your cafe where they they can you know enroll and have their coffee delivered to them all the time so that makes it distinguishes you because of the kind of customer friendliness mm-hmm. that you have and you've hit the point where it hurts right you know that the user has this problem and you've solved it and it's not necessary that it has to be solved out of a digital platform it can be solved via just a simple service so that service that you offer the experience that you offer to the user is user experience but the ui if you say you go ahead with a website or an app to do mm-hmm. the same thing that that is where you where user interface comes into picture because you're mm-hmm. creating a way for the user to interact with you so that mm-hmm. is the interface so that is ui okay and um, so just to understand it more uh ux is something that could be done in offline world and uh, when you s- okay let's take an example you go to a cafe uh what are some of the things that you like about how they have designed the ux and how they have designed the user interface experience mm-hmm. and what are some of the things that you dislike when you go to a particular cafe okay so one thing um that really comes to mind when you say this is that i i'm generally like i know that coffee i like drinking coffee mm-hmm. but i'm not a coffee enthusiast where like uh, uh, now that i chill with you i know yeah. that what what a cortado mm-hmm. is and how is it different from a latte or what is a mocha and stuff like that but earlier i was i was like a zero i had zero understanding of what coffee is right so for me whenever i stepped into a cafe earlier and i would be presented with options in the sense of like an americano and an latte and all of that i would just be extremely confused like what am i supposed to order here and what what's it going to look like right mm. so um very interestingly like um a few days ago like i was conducting a study at third wave at breach candy mm-hmm. right So third wave is of, of course for like people who are coffee enthusiasts they know what they like you know they know what they're talking about right but as it happens at that cafe because it's located above crosswords mm-hmm. there are a lot of homemakers a lot of mothers coming in with their kids right and what i noticed is they don't understand these complicated coffee names and there is no visual representation of these coffees like what do these coffees look like so i feel like um there could there should be at least for the for when you're accommodating like when you're you know designing your user experience mm. you of course have a very prominent user persona that you that is your ideal user persona like your third way's ideal user persona would be somebody who's a coffee enthusiast but mm. you need to account for the fact that given the location and the context that you're in there can be different kinds of customers that are coming and they will not be very well acquainted with what's happening right so i when i went like initially how i sailed through this is that i had this image on my phone which had like different um, it had a glass of coffee and it would show how much coffee is like this one mm. one is to one ratio is say cappuccino if i'm not wrong yeah so it I would mean. show and it just based on that visual representation i would somehow gauge how strong the coffee is going to be and that's how i ordered and that's how i got acquainted right So I feel like that's one of the things you need to account for all the minority cases and all the things that you don't think are valid for you but still could be once you step out in the business. Okay and um, just to give you some uh, background uh, there was a point when I was not understanding anything mm-hmm. uh, like you said I was very confused what I should order. Uh, I even so the I remember the first time I went to a CCD I was in my school. Yeah. I ended up ordering an uh, espresso because it was the cheapest. same thing happened with me so yeah. um we we actually had bunked school this day and we only have 100 rupees left right. right and we go into a ccd and we're like okay this is the only thing that fits in the budget and we actually thought it'll be like a cup of coffee because as kids we didn't even know what an espresso yeah. was given that we live in an indian context right mm. we are not used to ha- people having shots of espresso yeah. so we ordered and we got that and we were so disappointed we were like what <laughs> what yes. just happened yeah and uh, at that point i didn't had that palette of having uh, espressos so i was pretty confused i mean what is it uh and like fast forward to some years back when i actually went and went online studied about what different beverages are and what is the composition above of milk water hot water and uh, coffee in different beverages right it makes a lot of difference but like you said it is very important to know your consumers or your customers who are uh, 
basically drinking that coffee and where they are coming from correct okay uh, do you so this was about third wave do you think there are mistakes that coffee brands make of not understanding the consumers because for example i open a coffee shop i i know everything about coffee and i only place it for people who know everything about coffee and i don't take into account or take into consideration the consumers right is that a big problem and do you see it in this like in this generation's coffee shop so it depends right like uh, like i told you about like say i visit subco very often right mm-hmm. um again it's the place where a lot of artistic people come and subco is like known to be in like hidden locations and like you know smaller cozier places and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it's not necessarily a mistake depending on what your business model is and what your aspirations are if you right. don't so if you are into specialty coffee and like you know if you only want to sell if you know that only a specific kind of audience will appreciate um your coffee then um maybe it's not a priority for you like mm-hmm. i mean because you already have that audience coming to you and others don't like whenever i go to subco i know for a fact that everyone sitting there has at least some sort of idea and mm. they the thing is you only know subco if you, or if you at mm. least only gotten to know, know subco from a coffee enthusiast who's already been to subco or who's in the art scene right mm. so they they've already niched down their audience and they they plan to remain in that space so for them maybe is not important but if you're trying to like expand and you trying to have like branches all over like you know if you're trying to be a big business then i think that is something that you need to accommodate because you won't find your ideal persona everywhere that you go and no mm. matter how much r&d you do and whatever like you know research you do before you set up the store mm-hmm. it's very unpredictable as to who's going to walk in you can't control that and right. if you want to retain the customer which you obviously want to do then you have to make some sort of accommodations which are like a middle ground mm-hmm. right yeah um pretty exciting to know that um how how can you basically have that tg or that's something that's in the founder's vision of basically someone who's making that cafe they have that vision that i would be only catering to this kind of audience or is it happening by chance for example these are the kind of people that want to come to me and then i cater my services or my products around that uh target audience how do you i mean as per you what is something that you, someone should do so i usually think people like i think usually what people do is they do have an idea of what mm-hmm. they want to do but when you step in it's it's a lot of things change and a lot of parameters are there because of which you can decide whether you want to shift from what you initially started or not and the with the research that mm-hmm. you constantly do like you take constant feedback from your users you talk to your users heavily um you're trying to understand what their like you know what their experiences in the cafe like and once you mm-hmm. kind of start analyzing the kind of people that come to your cafe you have that demographic data is when you can start making informed decisions like you see starbucks right when you log into their wifi they ask you for your pin code mm. they're trying to understand where their audience is coming from what are the locations and what is the general kind of public that lives in that location based on that they come up with whatever strategies right or they kind of like figure say today like somebody from like a mumbai 59 is visiting this a starbucks which is really far very often and a lot of people from mumbai 59 are visiting i mean i'm not sure but that could be one of the cues that tells you that 59 probably doesn't have a good coffee store so i want to mm. like you know so there are a lot of ways in which you can start um gathering customer data to make sense out of it to make some un- like you know sense out of their understanding like i um like when you when you generally have like a net uh, you know customer survey form at the end of the meal you ask them to right. give some details and stuff you can when you are asking them about whether they are a student or a free, like i i visited this cafe i'm forgetting the name but mm-hmm. they generally like um they ask you whether you are like you know freelancer student etc etc and if you become a repeating repeated customer because of how their service is like you know when you sit at a table you know that okay this is a waiter that's always going to come to me like you know you the the environment is such and so friendly that you form, start forming a rapport with the uh with the people who are serving there and the like you know people the staff around and that's how like they also like if they already know what you're doing then they kind of help you connect with somebody else who's been frequenting at the cafe and stuff like that so mm. given your like your business and what you what you plan it it's always that you plan to do something and something else happens yeah it's generally how businesses work 
but uh, yeah i mean you can choose to pivot or not like mm. you can say that i probably want to give it a little bit more of a shot or maybe you you get interesting inputs and you can make your mm. original strategy better this is very interesting to know and i mean i've be, i've seen i've observed a lot of cafes from a longer period of time uh, but i've never looked at this lens where you can even collect data like you mentioned so very interesting right mm. um there are a lot of user research methods um which we which we do usually for our clients as well is that mm-hmm. one of them being ethnographic studies so ethnography is basically where you are inside the user's environment so there are two types of research one is where the user is in your environment so you call them to a to your office to conduct an interview or something like that the other is where you're in the user's environment you're trying to understand what the user's life is like not just from the perspective of using your service or product but in general what their life looks like so that you can get some kind of inputs out of that like for example you you're trying to observe like you're you're into you're trying to create a cafe for freelancers mm-hmm. for example right right you just don't want to see how that freelancer acts or behave behaves in the in your cafe mm-hmm. you might want to um you know look at basically this is there are two methods one is uh, a day in the life of where you kind of shadow that person and you try to figure out what a day in their life looks like and what are their motivations to come to your cafe why are they actually coming to your cafe is it that they can't work out of their homes or do they come to your cafe because they feel like they can network better out of your cafe so um that is one of the methods the other is that we usually sit in the cafe like or we sit in the setting Uh, we don't pretend but we're basically there mm-hmm. from an observational perspective so i'm still having a coffee in the cafe but my role that day is to see what is happening so i want to see and, and and you know you make observations out of that you note down your observations mm-hmm. you take videos you take uh, photographs which help you collate all your responses later but essentially then you come up with insights like okay people sitting at the community table are like you know often they're talking to each other and you know they're sharing stuff and all of that and sometimes they're also exchanging business cards so can you like think of a way in which you can collect business cards for everyone and like you know have a corner where all your people like all your customers can come and like just check it out or something like that so these are the kind of tiny observations that you can make when you're immersed in the environment right and the mm-hmm. other is where you already have a problem in mind you already know that this is a certain problem that my users are facing and you co- you have more questions about it and then you interview them or you survey them and you try to get their understanding on it but i feel like in general scenarios like when you have mm-hmm. a product or a service it's very difficult to get hold of your users it's extremely difficult because they're not they're never around you like for an right. app like say paytm for example has to conduct a user st- survey or an interview they have to look for people who use paytm and they should be willing to come and talk to you right but for a cafe you have users ready like you always have a user audience there for you and for you to conduct this kind of like a survey to understand what your users are feeling and for, to be in that environment it's so easy so it's it's very rare that you get your audience so easily and i think cafes have that and that's how i think people make mm. improvements like cafes have been making improvements in that way itself by observing their customers by observing mm. the patterns okay um i know that you go to a lot of cafes for work some interesting facts or some interesting things that you have observed over consumers yeah sure so um one one thing that i observed is like whenever people come they're usually sitting for a very long time although this is a very superficial mm-hmm. observation like you know somebody goes to a cafe and sits for a very long time but um yeah i mean it's important to understand that that user is spending so much of their time in your space and there's so much potential to tap in like where you can make their experience much better if if a user sitting at your table for 5 hours or 8 hours there's mm. so much that you can do so people sit for a very long time that's one um people want wifi that's given and that's mostly happening but i i think like so there's there's this thing in the ux world we call it convention it basically means it's something that's happened so repeatedly that now people are very used to it Mm-hmm. So in our case like in today's world everybody is just used to going to a cafe and sitting there and working right so it's convention to go to a cafe and work so naturally people have been expecting that there has to be a plug point somewhere near them mm. but if you didn't think that your original audience is going to come there and work but now they are you you got to accommodate for the plug points right. and like good wifi speed or whatever that is but yeah and i often i often see that these people if they've come regularly 
they've made connections with people who are sitting in that cafe who are also regulars they're also all talking and it's like smaller communities are being formed within these cafes mm. so it's not a cafe anymore it's become a place where you probably just come to like you know have a chill day mm. or you come to work or you have friends and you've made like connections within that small little space and you have your own thing going on there right so uh, i feel like these cafes these days have become more than just a joint where you go to eat or more than just a place that serves good coffee it's also that people care about the kind of crowd that comes the kind of people that they're going to get to interact with and they also meet people who are familiar to them if your cafe has a theme and if you know that you know these are only coffee enthusiasts you'll go there you'll have a conversation with them you'll you'll probably learn something new so yeah mm. there's a lot of community aspect to tap into also okay uh so one question i have here is and again this is some observation that i am uh putting it into it like when it is when it's an app okay and i know that you build a lot of apps and websites for a lot of brands mm-hmm. uh building community is difficult as in because there's new human interaction there's i mean obviously you can send hundreds of emailers do social media have different ways of marketing uh, and maybe different ways of putting them in the funnel but building a community in an offline world like you mentioned people going to cafes making friends making friends with the baristas where uh baristas know that like what what's your next order going to be what is if you're coming there every day okay. you don't even need to ask him every day he'll just be ready with the coffee when 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 it's time for you to reach right and like humans do love interacting with humans rather than technologies i mean a general observation yeah so how important is it to build communities in an offline world also what are some of the ways that brands can build communities in an online world okay so of course like what you said people love interacting with people it's hmm. um like nowadays there's this thing where you can order off the um you know the online menu and stuff right but even though it's written like in a lot of places it's written this is a best seller or the description is written you'd still want to call somebody like who can explain to you okay this is what the dish means and you know this is why it's a specialty or this is what most people order and when the person comes in their first question is usually about you what do you like to eat what kind of cuisine do mm. you enjoy the most and based on that they give you some kind of like you know recommendation and they recommend something to you now of course this can be done in tech you can run like you know a piece of script that asks people what they like and recommend and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it's that personal interaction that you have with the server who tries to explain something to you and actually cares about what you like is what people enjoy right so building communities is absolutely important how you can do it in a cafe so um often these cafes have um like you know people who like there are events that are happening at the cafe there are a lot of these mixers that are happening at the cafes open mics and stuff like that Mm. and a lot of social media goes into it of course where you have to market and you have to like you know pull out the audience to come there and stuff but um i recently had an interesting idea like um that what if like there was an app where you could like um or an app or or maybe like just an online community mm-hmm. where people could like people who were regulars at your cafe could sort of join and they could like if they had a requirement or if they were doing something else they would like post it online and like you know the community can slowly be formed and stuff like that so again forming communities is important and how you can do it is via events you get them to mingle and it's also important that your staff staff is into that same zone right so if you have you heard of kmc i uh, know okay it's called kitab mahal cafe um the staff is super friendly the it's in bombay yeah it's in bombay it's at fort and the staff is like super friendly they're all like our age 25 26 and stuff like that and i i actually found like i was just talking generally with mm-hmm. myself and we were talking about it and he he said he okay like, like let's connect on linkedin and we connected on linkedin and we sort of like you know got to, like talking and whatever and we could like find out opportunities and stuff but yeah it's like when you when your business goal is to form a community you need to make sure that everyone in your organization or in your setting is on board with the mission and participates in it like they mm. have to have that same mentality so if say today you want to promote a community but there's nothing happening about that within your cafe premises then it's very difficult to just promote it on social media so whatever you do for community engagement your online and offline channels have to go hand in hand they can't 
be like on different pages yeah and uh, one thing that i would like to add is providing value because building community is nothing but when you give a lot of value to a lot of people where they want to be associated with your brand they want to be a part of your community uh, because in the end they are giving you the most valuable time which is their time and uh, their insights or they are sharing the knowledge on your platforms correct so put a lot of value out there where the people or where the users feel that they want to be a part of this particular esteemed community or this particular esteemed uh i can say brand Group. i mean yeah, yeah. that's yeah. i think something that i would like to add to this particular correct part. like the basis of a community is give and take right so right. if you're expecting them to give time there has to be something valuable that you provide out of it say like a platform for them to come and like you know talk or whatever mm-hmm. they have to have some kind of insight or some kind of like gain from it and um, i mean yeah that's usually how a community self sustains itself because otherwise there is no reason like apart from just human yeah. connections for it to sustain so okay in in interest uh, interesting thoughts and like i like the observations that you have uh, around certain things and uh, i had a question regarding the ui the ui aspect which is technology based mm-hmm. uh is again like retaining customers uh for in a ca- like in a cafe the product matters right whenever you go you maybe if you enjoy the product you would go it go there second time or third time right but for online consumers or for user interface if i had to say ui how what are the ways that you should retain people okay so interestingly for for a cafe or a coffee like a cafe that's transitioning into a brand that is into retail right mm-hmm. um most of their customer base will first come in from the their offline setting and these are the people mm-hmm. who get converted to their online like online customers who are ordering right mm-hmm. um that is like so retaining so the thing is like when you when whenever you decide that okay i need to have an app or a website you need to your goals for why you're doing that need to be very clear so if it is if the matter is as simple as your consumers want to buy your products online again and again mm-hmm. you need to evaluate that so having an app is i can talk about the design and how it how nice it needs to be mm-hmm. but having an app maintaining an app and controlling or like you know understanding what your users are doing on that app is a lot of work it's not as easy as you build an app and just leave it out there right so if the matter is as simple as um just selling then you're better off probably doing it via third party like amazon or something mm. but if you do have your own app the way to retain people is again providing value in the sense that say today i know that you know that i buy repeated like you know i keep buying coffee from you then you probably like you know when you know that your coffee can be used like two cups a day and um, say i mean this user has coffee two cups a day they've mm-hmm. ordered this coffee from you and you know that this based on their drinking habits is when what you ask them during onboarding like how much coffee do you consume in a day if they say i consume two cups of coffee and if they've recently bought say 100 grams of coffee from you you can't run an estimation when they when they're going to run out of coffee right mm. and you probably send them a notification saying hey you know what you're going to run out of coffee very soon do you want to place another order so these are the kind of small things which is the power of technology which you can do like in an offline setting of course you couldn't like call up the person and say that you know your coffee you're going to run out of coffee but that's one of the other things it's also a notification so if you have an app um notifications that are outside of your app so notifications are one touch point mm-hmm. emailers and notifications which are not part of your app's experience they are what get your user into the app right so you send out a notification and that's the cue for the user to open the app right so nailing those notifications down to when you want to send it what you want to say the copy in that notifications matter a lot like if you've seen zomato and blinkit these days they have really catchy copy right that's yeah. how people get come back the other thing is as i said you need to provide value so because you're just a like you know an app that's selling coffee um there is no reason for me to keep that app on my phone all the time mm-hmm. unless it's providing me some kind of value so if if you're a coffee enthus- if you're a brand that is for coffee enthusiasts what else can you do can you form a community on the app where people can like you know 
talk to each other or people can like register to host events or something like that can you hmm. do something which is apart from selling which gets them into your brand's entire zone so like they're a part of your brand and part of being the brand means that they're going to order something are you right. hearing it like yeah like because again selling is one important part but f- to make that user sticky to like get them to actually believe in your brand is where you'll do things through the app and you'll provide them that value right so you need to really understand what the user is looking for mm-hmm. apart from just buying coffee what is their motivation in life that is what you need to understand like and oh. that is what you need to provide yes and uh, not all offline brands need an need a app or a website or what would you suggest definitely not i don't mm-hmm. um and i always like you know this is always my first question to any client that comes to me saying we want an app i first want to know what brought you to the conclusion that you need an app and if you think that justifies like you know if that's enough like if that is absolutely the reason so in the sense that maybe your your app requires your users to be um like you know your app requires your users to be retention heavy like you want them to constantly keep using your app like say fitbit or apple health mm-hmm. right you know you ha- want to have the users to constantly like log in their calories or you want mm-hmm. to monitor and stuff right yeah in that case it's important that you have an app you can't do with a website because a website cannot send you notifications and get you to do things into the app right but if it's as simple as i i have noticed that my customers need to order coffee then can that be done with a website yes i mean if that's the only goal and if that's the budget that you have then a website is your answer so there are, i feel like there's no concrete solution to anything you can do things without an app as well and one thing that you need to keep in mind when you build an app or a website is that it's a lot of effort and a lot of time that you're going to put into it and there's and a lot of and not only one time activity it it's is it's a constant recurring activity that you yeah. need to do and the upkeep is also very uh, like you know hectic basically you need to start running ads so that people know that you have an app you need to make sure your offline um, cafes are saying that you have an app you if you have an app i'm sure you will need a loyalty program of some sorts where you're giving them points or something like that that's a whole different system that you need to put in place then if you have like a website you need to make sure it's not crashing it's not buggy it's mm-hmm. handling payments well you also need to get integrated with a payment provider or something like that then if you're if you have your own app or website you need to be the shipper or you need to find somebody who you can ship through you need to find a marketing agency it's all your job to do right so it's not as simple as just making a website live and just making it look beautiful there's a lot of logistic and a lot of other effort that goes into it so yeah it's not important for everyone to have but some sort of online presence is important hmm. so it's important maybe for, if you're a cafe it is definitely important that you have social media presence so that you have an online presence and you have a channel for you to tell your users how they should interact with your brand you can't do without a social media handle or a website you have to have either mm-hmm. so that they know there's a way for me to get in touch with the brand in some or the other way okay and um, so this is again not related to or not only restricting to coffee brands but uh, there was this thing that i recently saw about user journey mapping mm-hmm. for example if i'm going to a particular okay i think we can take example of a cafe because i could yeah. understand and again most of the audience would understand it much much in a easier way so user journey mapping was if i want to go to a cafe to work or and just get a coffee i would how i leave from home what are the ways of transport that i take to reach that particular cafe how much is the waiting time i mean if it's a sunday or a saturday how much time do i need to wait and is it own like a physical person writing the name down or can you even book tables via an app or a website place or even zomato can you reserve a table for them and after that how long does it take for your order to get processed and for you to receive the coffee right and obviously there are again hundreds of other touch points in between uh this journey which affects the users experience of going to that particular cafe and they in the end they would say either they liked it or you do, they didn't like it right hmm. so do you think that right now brands do map users journey and what are the official like good ways that they should do and some tips about uh doing user journey mapping okay 
so um again user journey mapping is something that you do based on um after speaking to a bunch of users you've come mm-hmm. to a conclusion that this is mostly what the journey looks like like um say leaving the house the user is probably happy sad whatever is the like you know mm. whatever is the emotion what is the motivation to leave the house on that day and come to your cafe and what drove that motivation so what was the challenge that cued them like that are, mm-hmm. that how that motivation came up or what is the opportunity that they're looking for at the cafe because of which they're motivated enough to leave the house so when you're mapping the journey you map everything that the person is of course like doing and going and who is he talking to and all of that but more than that you need to map the emotions and you need to map the users like um psychology what they're thinking at that point and why they're doing a particular thing so mm. if i'm a busy person for me it would make sense that i get up in the morning and if i know that i'm going to come to your cafe and sit there the entire day i either call and reserve a table or i book through zomato because i'm busy but if i'm just going to come there to chill with my friends i don't mind waiting for 20 minutes and i don't mind just like you know reserving a table on the spot so journey mapping does help it helps you segment your users one that is mm-hmm. one it also helps you understand what are the diff- like you know we ask five questions what why when how and where it helps you answer all these critical questions about your users and it gives you an idea of who exactly this person is like or these people are and what their behaviors are and then you can decide okay like you know people are always coming to the cafe they are going they are waiting for 15 minutes or they are waiting for a time that they don't know that they are going to wait for like the the waiters always telling them that okay you know um mm-hmm. waiting hai right. just wait for some time mhm versus like the other day i went to toit it's a brewery mm-hmm. right they had this fantastic system where i entered they asked me for my name my number and i immediately got a message a sms saying i'm seventh in queue and i'll be called when my table is ready and when i was second in queue i think i got another message saying you're second in queue mm. you're going to be next in line for a table so um no app no website no interface of any sorts it happened offline but i was informed and i they knew that this is a problem because people come and they wait and it's they they usually frustrated and people will leave right if right. they if you yeah. if they don't know if and if you're in a location like kamla mills where there's like 20 thousand other yeah. like people and places to go to people will just get up and leave so i think like, i don't know how they came to that conclusion but this is the kind of conclusion that you can come to through a user journey map or an ethnographic research mm-hmm. where you understand what is the problem of the user and why they're driving mm-hmm. off what is what is causing the drop off and that's when you create solutions and that's where i say a website or an app is not important because there are solutions that you can do which are a mix of online and offline they're hybrid they're more nuanced solutions which are lower on budget they meet your needs and they solve the problem as well pretty exciting so i mean if i had to like bucket this particular episode it was one of the most geeky ones <laughs> i just see that oh, we are going about i mean the last question that i want to add here is uh, not only restricted to coffee brands now this is open for you as someone who understands design who understands user experience what is the one advice that you would give to anyone to improve their user experience any brand owner or anyone who does branding to improve their user experience okay so um i think one thing is that you as the business owner need to have um a lot of clarity on what is it that you provide and why do you provide that like and what do you want to be what do you want to sound like do you want to be a blue tokai who's a very knowledgeable like you know persona Mm-hmm. or do you want to be a subco who is like a friendly place to be what is your vibe mm-hmm. what is the value that you're going to provide apart from just say coffee in this case so if you have if you have um say a paytm and a google pay doing the same things both into upi payments but they both have their own other reasons why people use these apps right mm. so one thing is you need to know what your unique selling proposition is your usp as we call it Mm-hmm. The second thing is that I come from a design background so when I I'm going to give you um like you know advice on how your app should be like how it should feel like and stuff like that and what it should how it should be talking like so say UX copy is a very important thing that we focus on is what is the tonality of even the smallest button what does that button say does it say something very sternly 
or if you're a friendly brand does it have a copy that is more friendly so when you think about your entire when you think about your brand and the experience the experience is not just what you provide via the app it is what you pro- what your marketing says about you what your how your sales guys are talking how your operations mm. is working it's a mix of everything right so um to improve the experience of course your digital platform has to be very usable very user friendly and all of that but you need to understand that customer experience is driven from a point where your customer you ultimately want the customer to be loyal and to stick mm-hmm. and for that you need to have a very strong brand identity which they relate to and a very strong proposition that they are willing to like you know uh take like it is something that actually interests them and that is the reason why they won't go somewhere else but they'll come here mm-hmm. so yeah two things important yeah. proposition like very clear proposition and your tie in everything has to tie in well together okay so, yeah i'm um, sorry i'll just add in so uh-huh. when we work as well like with our mm-hmm. for so one for one for customers we're doing their website right mm-hmm. but um how we do their website is we interview the sales guys to understand the goal of the website right now is to improve lead generation so um we spoke to the sales guys because they are into lead like they get the leads right the generated leads so we un- wanted to understand what is the pitch that they're making based on that pitch we generate like because mm-hmm. they are the ones that con- converting the customers yeah. right so based on that pitch we curated okay these are the different sections that the website should have then we spoke to hr who was hiring and we said okay what is it that you promise and we mm-hmm. try to include that then of course you have to talk to marketing and you need to understand okay this is the seo keyword count this is how many like you know lines of content or this is how many words of content i definitely need on the page so that it ranks high so then i make the website thinking of okay sales wants this marketing wants this as user experience i don't want too much content so i need to go back to marketing tell him okay i get it that you have this seo requirement but this is not something that the design can accommodate so everybody has to like talk communicate and then do a trade off to come to a middle ground which is suitable yeah. for your users yeah okay pretty exciting and um, like i said earlier this is one of the most geekiest <laughs> uh podcast but i think a lot of information that has been shared is very much valuable obviously for sure if you're a coffee brand but even if someone who wants to understand user experience and how can they improve user experience i mean uh i would say you could listen to this particular episode and connect with anaska uh so the last part about the podcast is called famous fi where i would be asking you a question or a sentence and you need to complete it as soon as you can and as quick as you can okay cool uh so what is one thing that no one knows about user experience i don't think people know anything, anything about, about user experience but yeah one thing i mean uh if i to say one thing that they are very much ignorant about um i i think what most people don't understand is that you have set your user experience but it um one thing is that it happens incrementally and the second thing is you really need to plug in a lot of data you need to monitor a lot of data to incrementally improve your user experience so user experience cannot mm-hmm. just be improved based on intuition of the designers you have to look at the data that you're getting and then make an informed decision so it's not a vague art, art. <laughs> it's okay. it's actually mm-hmm. that something plugs into data yeah right uh, okay correct me if i'm wrong but one thing that a lot of businesses should look is attention i mean because uh every time they cannot be just going out and finding new customers or consumers but retention as a rate or retention as a term is something that they should focus on uh which a lot of businesses right now are not doing is something that i feel is one of the things that they should know if they're not knowing okay uh what is something that you are most curious about um in general in general yeah okay so um to be very honest i come i do design and stuff like that but i really don't understand art and um sometimes i feel like i i i can look at art and i can like you know i feel like something is beautiful but what makes me curious is how do you get to that point where you've made that you know like what was mm. in your head and why did you make it so it yeah it makes me curious about the thought process of what happens in your minds okay one of the best advices you have ever received in general in general um go with the flow like um this is something my dad says my dad is the kind of person who's um who doesn't think too much 
एंड आई ऑलवेज बिन द काइंड ऑफ पर्सन हुसेसिवली प्लान आई प्लान माई फाइव ईयर लाइक यू नो माई फाइव ईयर प्लान माई टेन ईयर प्लान एंड आई एक्सेप्टेड हिज एडवाइस ऑफ लेट एंड इट्स इट्स हेल्प्ड आई मीन आई यू डोंट रियली नीड टू plan excessively to the t and burden yourself with living up to those expectations that you set for yourself you can just go with your flow trust the process and see where it takes you what's the worst that can happen okay yeah the next one what is one of the worst advices you ever received worst advice um i can't really recall but i've i've always been told to um like you know to change myself sometimes mhm and um while yeah, it is good but i wouldn't um you should i don't think you should completely change yourself because of what is mm. generally expected out of you because you are you for some reason and yeah i think it's not the best piece of advice that i've received it's yeah yeah that's fine and the last one what is something that you used to value earlier that you don't value anymore something that i used to value earlier um i have to think that's okay but um i can actually tell you the opposite i i mean i'll tell you when it comes to me but yeah. i used to um i used to not value deep conversations mm-hmm. or interesting conversations until i started having loads of them and i started realizing how important they were for me to um i don't know like they were important for me to be in a better mood or they would get my curiosity flowing or i would just be extremely motivated after having a good conversation regardless of what it was mm. right so i used to not like i didn't say i i, do, I wouldn't say i wouldn't value them but i never thought about them as like valuable things but yeah and the other thing that i don't value now um is physical appearance mm-hmm. right so i mean not that as a kid it was important but um i mean that is the first way you make an impression about anybody right no matter right. how much you say first impressions don't matter mm-hmm. physical appearance is the very first thing that comes to your mind and you kind of make some kind of like judgment about that person and i think because of the experiences that i've had and how i've grown up i've realized that is something that you it's physical appearance is something you need to stop thinking about thinking about and if of course it's difficult not to make a judgment mm-hmm. you you will make a judgment naturally i mean mm-hmm. i still do make judgments but um you need to train yourself to overcome that judgment once you've gone past the phase and you've gotten to know that person so yeah okay pretty good ex- uh, podcast and again looking forward to meet you and know a lot of things about different worlds that uh, both of us are in like professionally correct and uh, but yeah i want you to plug you centric design what do you do how can you guys help brands be it like a coffee brand or any other brand to improve their user experience and how can they uh, get in touch with you okay so um we work with clients all across so we have clients who just have an idea they don't know how to go about it mm-hmm. and they have a lot of plans but they really don't know how to execute them So for such clients we actually sit down with them and we have discussions with how they came about with this idea and like you know what are their what are their plans for the future and um what their ideal persona would be etc and then we kind of like go out in the field research um find out this ideal persona talk to these people get an understanding from them and like you know come up with a small version of the app or the website or whatever it is that can be built initially mm-hmm. to get an understand like to validate it so it's called an mvp a minimum viable product so we help you understand um what you should be building first out which is enough for you to get some sort of validation from your users so that is one kind of uh, like you know clientele that we have the other is people who've um like they're startups basically mm-hmm. they're shipping at a fast rate they need somebody to sort of like you know um like give them designs faster and they need to do a lot of user research in terms of talking to their customers talk, looking at the data that they're getting from all the different channels that they've plugged in so like often we plug in like mix panel to understand what is the user's journey on the app mm-hmm. and um we do a lot of data driven um ux designs as well with these people so and we've also worked with a bunch of like um corporates and stuff mm-hmm. who have bigger 
um you know business goals that they need to look at they have a lot of lot of complicating scenarios that you need to cover and uh, there's not just one user persona that they're catering to it's a big like say it's a huge like insurance company or a big brand or whatever like you know you have so many things to think about you can't you can't just create an app if you're saying you're you're an insurance right you can't just roll out features without understanding IRDAI's restrictions they have certain restrictions on the kind of user data that you can collect on the kind of like you know um things that you can say to the users on the kind of marketing that you can do so unless you don't have that knowledge and you mm. don't have that framework in mind your designs will be an absolute mess so yeah that is the kind of clientele that we worked with to simplify what user experience and what user interface mm-hmm. is um just to t- give you a brief of the kind of deliverables that we give is uh, we do competitive analysis then we do mm-hmm. accessibility testing so which is basically for um people with some kind of disability or senior citizens or kids how do you design apps and websites that are friendly for this kind of an audience right um we do a lot of data driven um designs then we make wireframes so um that is basically giving you a function a look and feel of how the functional how the functionality of the app will be like what is it going to wo- how is it going to work mm-hmm. not how it's going to look like um then we do a round of like where we put in the colors put in the buttons and do the motion design and all of that and show you okay this is what your app will finally look like it's actually clickable you can click through it walk through it and then see okay this is what my app is and uh, we also test out that before mm-hmm. we go into development so that you're not wasting time developing the wrong things and then after all of that is done you can go ahead and give it for development get it made and then market it so yeah cool. last question how can people get in touch with you um you can of course reach out to me on um, instagram we all, we have instagram like our company has our own instagram account at hucentric design uh mine is at aneska virani a n e z k a virani and um you can also get in touch with us at hello@hucentric.design um and we'll i think link the yeah i would be stuff. linking all the yeah. accounts in the show notes so but yeah good conversation thank you for coming thank you so much for having me it's been a very good conversation and i've been i think i've rambled on but thank you so much <laughs> yeah thank you